0: Hello and welcome to Won't You Sing With Me, a podcast by me, Camille Harris from the Silly Jazz Band. Join me as I talk to fellow children's musicians about their work. Why do they make children's music? What's important about it? What makes a good children's song? What is different between a kid's song versus an adult song? And why do they do what they do? This is a podcast for fellow children's musicians as well as educators and parents, but little ones can listen as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy the conversation. Hello, today we are speaking with Ron Carter, aka Rockin' Ron the Friendly Pirate. Since 2002, he has been performing pirate music for all ages with songs from his albums Give Me an R," Pirate Party, The Flying Pirate Circus, Talk Like a Pirate, and Captains and Sea Monsters. His songs Poop Deck Dance and Pirate Party Pooper have been semifinalists in the International Songwriting Contest. He has released an illustrated children's book, also called The Flying Pirate Circus, based on lyrics from his albums. His main port of call is Smuggler's Notch Resort, America's Family Resort. And he has appeared throughout Northeastern North America, Canada to Virginia at schools, libraries, and events. Welcome, Ron. I'm so happy you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Camille. It's great to be on your podcast.
0: Yeah, I you know, I started this because I you know i i just fell into children's music i was kind of performing and working with kids and then i just kind of i had written a silly album of like songs for adults and then my friend's uh friend told me that her kids liked it and i started performing at the libraries and i just kind of fell into it but you know my path is mine but i don't really know how other people get into this genre and like why and so i thought you know what why not start a podcast i started editing podcasts this year for other people and i was like well if i can edit someone else's uh I can do my own. So that's kind of why I started. And I, I'm i really excited to hear like your story. Why did you get into doing children's music? What do you think makes a good kid's song? What about it feels important to you, the reason that you make it? How did you start?
1: Well, very similar to you. Um, I was playing some songs for my friends, and one of them uh, said you know have you ever thought of writing kids songs <laughs> and i never had um so i started writing kids songs and i came up with a song the friendly pirate um and right around that time uh, at smugglers notch resort they asked me to experiment with some characters around the resort so i came up with several but the friendly pirate was the one that stuck and to answer your question about why I, so i i like to treat kids like they are just treat them with respect and come to them where they are and don't try to dumb it down for them. And I I pick up on some of the things that they like, you know, the obvious things like the, you know, the repeat after me and simple motions. And then, as you mentioned, poop deck dance, you know, <laughs> that was recognizing my audience. I, I had this riff, I had a book of, uh, uh, you know, ideas and I had this riff, uh, this bass riff, called Sherlock rock. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I just had this riff. And then I started seeing these kids wearing shark t-shirts. I go, Oh, okay. Shark in the dark. That fits with my pirate theme. Kids like to be scared. Right. Um, and they like to scare you. So this riff fit perfectly with shark in the dark. And that's, that's how that came about. And I also try to, you know, I try to make it so I enjoy it as well. And I hope that comes across in what I do, that I enjoy what I do. I try to put in some things, you know, like the like the really good uh, kids entertainment does. It has stuff for adults and for kids, you know, the Disney cartoons and the Warner Brothers cartoons, et cetera. Shrek, you know, has all kinds of adult humor in there. And I also try to. um Because I like learning, I try to embed lessons or geography or history into what I do. I have a song on my latest album, Captains of Sea Monsters, called She Can Be a Captain Too. I like that one. Yeah, I'm really happy with how that turned out. It was inspired by my 10-year-old neighbor, Rhea. I asked her what she wanted to hear in a song, and she said that I can be a captain too. So I took that idea. But then I also wanted to include a little history about some famous pirate women because you don't hear about them very often. And there were women who were pirates. So just to draw a line here, I'm not encouraging people to be pirates, but I'm just (laughs) saying that there's a history there that's maybe not always as much in the forefront as it should be.
0: Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think that you're playing the kind of pirate that's like a fun and, you know, are like the cartoon pirates that we're familiar with. I think there is room in that kind of trope, that silly pirate world, for there to be girl pirates. And as you say, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, no, I don't think anyone's going to. Hopefully, no one becomes an actual pirate because (laughs) of you. (laughs) That would not be good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I know.
1: That's one reason for my name, friendly, friendly pirate. Yeah. Um, What I was about, I don't know, maybe five or six years into it uh, performing at the resort as the friendly pirate before I even thought of Googling the friendly pirate. And I found out there were maybe some not so friendly pirates that were, that were calling themselves the friendly pirate. This was uh, there were some people at the Gasparilla event down in the Tampa Bay area, you know, kind of bawdy adult events. Um, So Uh I decided to add rock and Ron to that, which was a, a name for my previous career in the music business.
0: Well, it's like a perfect character now. Rock and and the Pirate. You know, it tells (laughs) everything you need to know about the art that you create.
1: Yeah. And the rockin' is not just the music, it's uh, the boat. Like the boat,
0: exactly. Oh my gosh, how fun. I love that. So so essentially, you kind of came to children's music through this character. And how long had you worked at that resort?
1: For 27 years, and uh, 22 of them as the Pirate.
0: Oh, wow. So that's great. So that's really where you kind of that's where you came up with this basically. And it was because they said, you know, come up with a character. And so you said, okay. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, before that I was, you know, just writing music for my own and playing with a few local musicians. So I I went to Berkeley like you did. And when I was at Berkeley, I got a job with uh, CBS records as a college intern, then as a merchandiser. And then I did radio and record promotion for Chrysalis records. And I, uh, I was working in the music business, but not on the side I wanted to work on necessarily. But or not, yeah. not where my heart was. I, I I did enjoy it, but you know the creative aspect. You know that's my favorite part of what I do is is coming up with the songs.
0: I mean, yeah, and they're fun because you have a history and you know how to do the music business side of things. Mm-hmm. Has that informed any of your writing, or just the way that you promote it, or?
1: Maybe a little bit in the sense that that I try to um maybe this is maybe this is more um pop songwriting. You know, if you can put the chorus first, things mm-hmm. like that. But that that kind of works for getting people's attention, uh, adults and kids. So maybe not so much a music business, but attention grabbing, you know, you lead with your strongest thing.
0: Right.
1: And 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 my name, you know, that was kind of a concession to uh well, not a concession, but, you know, it was yeah, I wanted to be friendly, but I'm also a pirate and I'm also rocking with music. So it's I'm trying to mold it all into the name.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that you've done a really great job of that. Yes. And I think that your music is there's different types of songs. You know, it's not like it's all the same exact style of songs Like you have a good variety of kind of genre within your stuff. But there it is all consistent just with the pirate theme that you have. Even mm-hmm. if maybe have multiple genres that you work in, which is I think cool, right. that you kind of offer that. Yeah,
1: and that's uh, you know that's also just being uh, a, um, a musician and and trying to be creative. You want to explore as many avenues as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be be true to yourself, right? And if hey, if I like this, hopefully somebody else will like it too.
0: Yeah. Did you ever study early childhood development, or it's just through working with kids that you figure um, out what they like?
1: You know, this is really weird. I, I took a childhood development class early in my college career and I forgot I forgot all about that when I was at the resort. It's like, oh yeah, I did take that class.
0: You remember anything from it?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But I've learned okay. it so at, at the resort, I work with a couple sets of kids. One is the kids that are at the daycare, which are those six weeks to three years old primarily. So that is really a wonderful group to play with because they respond so quickly. And so what, what is one of the expression I'm looking for? It's uh, there's I guess it's just it's the basic really, level.
0: Yeah, they have it like it's it's nat- it comes naturally to them the way that they respond to music. I find yeah, that and too. yeah,
1: they pick up so much that we might not know that they're picking up and they they really respond to music the kids will come up and they'll they'll touch the guitar they'll yeah. just want to touch the strings and and i you know i can almost tell which kids are going to be the future musicians right <laughs> yeah like, they're, they're so serious they just stand there and touch the guitar there and some of the other kids are just you know they want to almost hit it, right? Uh, and then there's the other group, the camp kids that I would do sing-alongs for and just come in and visit. Yeah, so I, I, I try to listen to them and what they like and respond yeah, I mean, to it.
0: That's that's also how I figured it out, you know? you know? I had had some songs that I ended up ditching that I was like, these kids are not responding to this, you know, this is maybe more for grown-ups or not even, maybe just more, they just didn't like it, you know? I never was getting a good response from certain songs and then I kind of would experiment and see like the way that the show would have to go each time I did it. Mine was just trial and error. I just figured it out. I just was like, nah, I'm going to see how this works. I'll see how this works, you know? And, and you see the way that they there's certain songs that they always respond the same to. And there's certain right. things that they love. Like, yeah. Call and response, spin in a circle, being told the dance moves to do It's always so <laughs> cute when you, I have that, I'll go like this way back and forth. And sometimes I have my hand on the piano still like my left hand playing the notes. So I'll go with like one hand and I, <laughs> a couple of times I've done that without showing that I want them to sway back and forth kind of with both hands. And because I have the one hand on the piano, I've seen some kids just go with one hand and, one hand <laughs> right, right, and yeah. I'm like, no, 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 not, not like that. Not like that. You know, but they don't know. I mean, I don't say that, but it's always so funny because my hands on the piano. So they, they do just the one hand, but they, they're copying and they, they love copying. You know, they love doing that mimicry. And that,
1: that Yeah. They're, they're really literal. At a certain age yeah. <laughs> uh, Same thing with me You know When I'm playing my guitar And I'm trying to get them To do two-handed motion But I can't Because one hand Is on the guitar Same thing You know yeah, they imitate yeah. the one hand
0: <laughs> It's so funny You know Because they are They're very literal That's a really good point mm. Especially early on So you're saying You mostly work with Zero to three-year-olds And is that kind of What your music is for? Like do you have a target audience For your albums? Like your recorded albums?
1: I would say It's probably Realistically It's two to seven Um, you know, when they start getting to be eight, they kind of get too cool for school. Although I will tell you, if I do a school presentation, something like from kindergarten to sixth grade, I throw some songs in there for the sixth graders and they'll kind of stand there with their arms crossed. Right. And they're not into it, but I have the friendly pirate rap and a few others that I involve and they kind of get into it, but I have to play to the little kids too. You know, um, you know, I do the twinkle, twinkle, little star. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's
0: so cute.
1: My main audience would probably be two to seven Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then their parents, parents or grandparents, right? So those are the two main audiences. But I try to get the other kids, too, with, you know, songs about history and geography. I've done fourth grade and fifth grade classes when it's just those kids and when it's and they're receptive to it when they're in their peer group. But if they're with little kids, it's not cool. Uh, But I can I can do a historical song or I have a lot of wordplay songs like I have one called without the R. I take take the R out of the word like you take the the R out of the word friend. It becomes fiend. uh, Uh, The R out of the word real becomes an eel. A shock is what you feel.
0: That's
1: so good. So my. My uh, my approach is that do what I like what i think the kids will like but don't shy away from doing something a little more complicated for the little kids and i'll give you a really good example there was this girl at the resort when she was five years old huge fan and she knew all the songs in my set oh. and she, and one time the woman who plays pearl the purple pirate princess my sister couldn't be there to sing with me so this girl maddie she stepped in when she was five years old and sang all the songs to me it was it was really great and then There's a song of mine, uh, my title song, I'm the Friendly Pirate, and I do a repeat after me section. And one of the things they say is onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia, sure glad to see you, sure glad to see you. Well, she came back to me when she was 13 years old, eight years later, and said, I learned about onomatopoeia in my class.
0: That's so cool.
1: Right? It was like, a you know, just a a time-released learning moment. Wow. So I tried to do a lot of that. I tried to make it so oh, yeah, the parents can pick it out at the time, but maybe the kids will discover it later.
0: A Mm time-release learning, you said, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. And and you provided that for her. That's pretty, it's pretty rewarding. You know, because I'm not necessarily like, I didn't, I'm not teaching like in a school. I mean, I work with children. I do the summer camp with my friend at his music school every summer. I love working with kids and I do these performances and it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting when they I see that someone's actually picked something up from what I'm doing because it feels like an inexact science. You know, I'm not coming with like any major children education theory. It's kind of just feeling it out and seeing the way that people respond, kind of like how you're describing. Mm-hmm. So it is really rewarding when it's something that somebody's actually, like a some little person has actually listened to and, and remembered. I love seeing that shift of when they're little and they're just listening. And then a couple of times later when they start, you see that they're like, oh, I remember this part and they can't, right, right. you know, or they'll actually spin around for the first time or they'll kick their feet. Or I just had a little four-year-old mm-hmm. who's been coming to my shows for years who just, I have the song, the monster under my bed. And I was like, how do I make monster noises? And I have them <laughs> make the noises too. And for the first time he, and I've seen, you know, I've seen him for years. He always just kind of watched. And then for the first time this last Sunday, he just was like rah, and all over the place, this, this new confidence. And it was just kind of this brand new moment of he had like a leap in his development to where he kindly finally can respond. I guess he's three, but he's going to be four. But, you know, mm-hmm. where he can finally started interacting. And he was a little bit behind what other people his exact age would do, you know. But with him, he just kept coming and he would watch. Sometimes I, he wasn't even... Watching, sometimes he was like playing with a toy in the background, you know. But he was listening, and then he knew <laughs> what that song was. So it's it's always exciting when they like when they see that. So do you have people who come back to the resort every year? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's um, so cool.
1: So I've seen, you know, there's a.
0: This is a there promote. was a young
1: woman who I knew when she was six years old, and I just saw a picture. I'm, I'm friends with her and her parents on Facebook, and. Um, She's on a college trip in Italy, you know.
0: So. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's so wild. That's yeah, cuz it's been not it's been 22 years of rock and roll, so you've been yep. seeing her. Yeah.
1: Yep, and it's it's almost to the point where the kids I saw are having their own kids, so
0: and that that's a new thing for me is when they start going to college, you know, cuz now I've been with people for some of those 15 years.
1: Well, I wanted to get back to the point you were making about uh, the the young boy uh, who's a fan of yours. Um, it just shows you got to you got to you got to do what you th- you know what you're into, what you think is right, and someone you think might not be into it is really into it, but they have a different way of expressing themselves, or they don't feel free enough to express themselves. Um, I've had kids like that too. It's like, oh, I I didn't think this kid like my music. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, singing back the lines to me. So,
0: you know, I'm not like a teacher one-on-one with these people. I only see them through music. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that. I don't know that, that arc you are in Vermont. And so it's yes. like, a, is, this a, is this a ski season? Is it the summer? Like when exactly does rock and Ron work with these kids?
1: Um, the spring or I'm sorry, the, uh, the winter and the summer for the most part, mm-hmm. um, I do a little bit in the spring and the fall, but it's mainly those two seasons. We we have a huge summer season. Um,
0: yeah, cool. That, I, I yeah. saw pictures of that place with the, with the pool. It looks really fun.
1: Yeah, lots of we can have. Um, if if the resort is full, there could be about three thousand people there. So.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So That's people awesome. and people come from all over the world. I know there's a family I've become close friends with from Germany. Oh, cool. Yeah, people from all over the United States. We most of our folks come from you know Philadelphia, New York, um, mm-hmm. Toronto, Canada, that area. But we have people from all over the world.
0: Wow, that's so cool.
1: Oh, there's a there's a Serbian family I'm I'm uh, pretty close with. So
0: I love that your music kind of came from this this space that you were able to create it in this in this. It sounds like you had space to create this character, but like in this world, it seems like a really good incubator to be able to come up with this stuff.
1: Yes. I'm very, I'm very fortunate and I do, you know, um, have a lot to thank smugglers notch for, for sure. They, they, they gave me free reign pretty much.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. I can say that I'm a professional musician because I'm being paid to do this. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, absolutely a professional musician and a recording artist.
1: You had mentioned about tailoring your, your shows and I you know I do this all the time On the fly but I uh, just yesterday I was in the studio And I was um My producer was helping me edit uh, Some of my songs I was taking out uh, You know bridges and stuff and Extra verses To just kind of you know because I can See when I'm doing like okay I lose Their interest for a little bit there and I want You know I want to make it As tight as possible so just yeah. not To lose their interest um, so I've taken out some bridges and like I, um, in poop deck dance, um, I took out a bridge and a verse and I took out the Beethoven bit and put that at the front, right? Cause they say mm-hmm. Beethoven's movement. So I, I just put that at the front and I can acknowledge that as the joke for the parents. Mm-hmm. And then, and hopefully that's a time released thing too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure that is, it's really funny. Yeah. But <laughs> you mix a lot of stuff in your music. You have teaching songs kind of like with your history and stuff. You have kind of call and response, um, silly stuff. I think that the way that you integrate all of that is maybe if you're not trained, like I'm not trained in early childhood education, it kind of hits on a lot of the points that I've read about in terms of childhood development. Like I feel like if you work with kids in the way that we do regularly, the, there's a lot about childhood development that you learn just practically, you know, just right. by interacting whenever I see something that I've, I've observed as a person who works with kids and to, like in one of these Facebook posts about or Instagram posts, you know, about childhood development. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that. I know that that's the way that <laughs> kids at that age are right. to the world. <laughs> do you do any adult music still?
1: Not really. Um, you know, people have asked me, why don't you do, why don't you do an adult show? And it, it would, um, you know, I think it would r- ruin the child part because, you know, if people saw me doing uh, a body, uh, mm-hmm. song, you know, um, that was like, well, that's the same guy that's singing to my kids. Are you crazy? Yeah. Although I have thought about coming up with an alter ego. I, um, nasty Ned.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but- yeah. I think I've got to be pretty careful with that.
0: And I I, and I I am too. Somebody asked me if I would make a, you know, a, adult version of my kids' album. And I was like, well, I don't think so, because I want <laughs> kids to have it, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Where do you record your stuff and, and how does that process work for you?
1: Uh, I am so fortunate. Um, I record at West Street Digital Studios in St. Albans, Vermont. It is run by my friend Andre McCara, who um is just a wonderful producer, uh arranger, uh, instrumentalist. He's a uh an awesome guitar player. He was in a band or he is in a band called 8084 that awesome. played in the 80s quite a bit, uh 80s and 90s and they're still they're still performing to this day. They were fairly close to getting a record contract. They toured a lot with some of the the hard rock bands of the day. Cool. Um but his, his studio he's worked with the uh, variety of styles from country to new age to hip-hop we have a a hip-hop group called a2vt here in vermont they're from africa to vermont and that's that's pretty cool uh what else he's done heavy metal of course reggae i mean he's just done a variety of styles and he's just a great producer he has uh, a, a bunch of sayings but one of them is uh the song will tell you what it wants so um I don't know if you've had this experience, but you write a song and you think it's going to go a certain way and you find out, oh, no, that's not a ballad. That's a fast song or, yeah. you know, whatever that whatever the case may be. And like, oh, that's not an Irish jig. That's reggae <laughs> or it's got a, you know, kind of a, a reggae ish feel to it.
0: And so, yeah, so, so he's are fantastic. you writing a lot of stuff in studio with him or are you going to bring you bring stuff to the studio already written?
1: I have everything. I have the song written and an idea for the arrangement. So generally the way it goes is I'll go in and I'll do an acoustic demo and vocals. And then, uh, you know, we'll have the click track to, to be there cause it's digital recording. Right. Yeah. So we've got the click track there, but then we'll bring in other musicians. Um, there's a, a drummer who's also a teacher at the university of Vermont, university of Vermont. Um, who's uh, played with uh, a children's artist, Mr. Chris, and he does a bunch of other stuff. But, um, you know, we'll send him the the tracks and he'll add the the live drums to it. And Andre's got a great group of people that he works with, you know, from this, there's this guy, Will Patton, who has a group called Gypsy, they do Gypsy Jazz. Um, So he'll bring him in to play mandolin or upright bass. So just a great cast of people we can bring in. And I also like to bring in... um, some family and friends, too, to give it kind of a homey party feel to yeah, it. So, and I, and I also like to have kids record on it, too, but yeah. not s- some kids' albums that have all kids. I don't know if that's the best idea. I don't know if kids like that, actually.
0: It's but, interesting. I actually did not as a child. Yeah. And I am mean, in Sesame Street when they would cut away to watch kids playing in the playground, I did not like that. Like, I have a memory of that, <laughs> you know. i wanted to see the monsters and the the, i don't i didn't mind the people talking to like kermit like the people in the town on (laughs) on the stoop and stuff but i have a a memory and my mom corroborated this that i I did not i didn't like when they would cut away to like the kids playing because they would do those little montages like kids playing in the playground i don't know if you remember that but it's like yeah (laughs) i don't know some people i'm sure do like that you know some Mm -hmm. kids do are interested in that Maybe young, maybe young kids, maybe this is like my memory as being a four or five year old, maybe when I was zero to three like that, maybe zero to three year olds like little kid voices. But I think a lot of people do don't necessarily, you know, but that's I mean, that's that's awesome. That's great. You have that home base. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people want as a musician is to have a a space Mm. where they can be creative and they have you know, people they can work with regularly like you have your resort. You have this recording studio, you have this producer you work with, and all these musicians. It, it must be just such a cool, creative space you've created for yourself up there in Vermont.
1: Uh, you saying that kind of has laid it out for me. Thank you for that. I <laughs> I thought of those things individually at times, but you kind of put it all together. Thank you for that. That's yeah. that really That makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, it's enviable. It's it's. It sounds really. It sounds like you've got a really great space to be creative.
1: Right. And you know, being alive at this time where you can put your music online and it can be heard around the world. Yeah. Although the the thing there is that everybody can do that, so right. but the competition is that much greater. What is it? Uh, what did I hear? Like a hundred thousand songs a day are added to Spotify or something crazy like that.
0: Wow! Yeah. But, it, it, but at least, I mean, I think it's great that you have this space that you're able to kind of have this consistent performance space. Right. Know? So, and because of that, you've been able to kind of create your brand in a way that's really, it's really great.
1: Yeah. And and and, and uh, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do that. So yes, very much so.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're going to listen to Poop Deck Dance. Thank you for coming to chat. I'll see you on Instagram.
2: Dead dance, 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 poop, dance, 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 poop, dance. Dance dance. poop dance, dance, dance You jump, you stoop, you go into a trance A poop, a poop, a poop, poop dead dance Round up your pirate group Like chickens in a coop Then throw them for a loop Like Duncan in a hoop Dance, dance, poop deck dance Dance, dance, poop deck dance Dance, dance, you jump, you stoop, you go into a trance A poop, a poop, a poop deck dance The poop deck was the highest deck On sailing ships of old Near the back, Captain Jack a sailors' tales are told up your pirate crew Like chickens in a coop. Ah! Then throw them for a loo ah! Like Duncan in a hoo Poot that dance Dance, dance Poot that dance Dance, dance, dance. You stoop, you go into a trance. A poop, a poop, a poop deck dance, dance, dance. Poop deck dance, dance, dance. Poop deck dance, dance, dance. You jump, you stoop, you go into a trance. Poop, a 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 poop deck dance.
0: This podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by me, Camille Harris, from the Silly Jazz Band. We're under at the Silly Jazz Band on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, our email is sillyjazzband at gmail.com. Have a great day. Bye.